0: Hello and welcome to Exploring the Blank Page, a podcast for readers and writers of young adult fiction. I'm host Emily Hendricks, writer of YA sci-fi and fantasy, and my co-host is Kristen Crum, author of the YA rom-com It Happened at Christmas. The Blank Page is where we all start, published or not, but we're excited to share stories that inspire your writing or influence your next book choice. Now let's get to the episode. Today's guest is a veteran U.S. Army nurse and holds a degree in nursing and a master's in public administration. She believes and writes about the strength of families, the endurance of friendship, heartfelt romances, and is inspired daily by her own military hero husband and four children. She hosts the Story to Love podcast and is a USA Today bestselling author. Please welcome Tiff Marcello.
1: I'm really excited about our conversation with Tiff today.
0: Mm -hmm. It was so fun. I think you guys are going to be laughing along with us to multiple different parts (laughs) of this.
1: Yes, yes. And and she was so encouraging as well, because at one point she was telling a little bit about her journeys. And I know that both Emily and I Mm -hmm. really resonated with what she was saying because her first contract wasn't for YA, Mm -hmm. much like both Emily and I. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was just neat to see someone who has such great success um, and is definitely years ahead of us kind of on this writing journey, but to hear how she got there. And I think that that's going to be encouraging to you guys who are writers and interested in starting careers in writing maybe, or maybe you're just at the beginning of them. I think you're going to really hear something that encourages you to just kind of take some risks in a sense, (laughs) and maybe like let your career look a little different than you thought it would.
1: Exactly, exactly. And of course, we're talking about her new book, The Holiday Switch, Mm -hmm. which is super cute. Definite recommend, yes. (laughs) Definite recommend, yes. So make sure that you have a copy of The Holiday Switch on your TBR and grab a cup of your favorite Christmas drink and sit back and enjoy this episode. Welcome, Tiff. We are so excited to chat with you today. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. This is such an honor. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Before we get started, could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your publishing journey? For sure. So uh, being an author is a second career for me. I was a
2: registered nurse before I was an army nurse, uh, though I didn't stop writing or reading all of that time. Um, I didn't really get started on my journey until, until I was in my mid thirties and then um actually my early thirties. And then I published my first book when I was 41. So this is just, you know, eight, the holiday switch is my eighth novel. And so it's been such a wonderful life journey thus far with all the things that I've learned and people that I've met in such different industries. I bet. So I'm curious before I move on to my next
0: question, you write in multiple genres though, right? You write in adult and young adult. Do you have a favorite or is there just, you know, do each have their own kind of, I don't know,
2: specialty for you? Yeah. So I actually tried to get a literary agent with young adult. So that was like my first, the first three books that I queried were YA books and um, was unsuccessful. And that was when I made that internal pivot to write a new adult um, mm-hmm. work because I really wanted to write for young adults, but maybe my voice wasn't there now that I'm looking back, right? Mm-hmm. After so many books, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking maybe I just didn't give enough credence to that YA um, voice mm-hmm. um, now that I have three teenagers of my own. Right. <laughs> it's just, the experience is, is different when you mm-hmm. have like all young kids. And then now that I have my teens- in so many with the range I was like Mm -hmm. oh I perhaps really misjudged um, (laughs) how they thought what how they spoke you know all of those things right so um so my first three books were YA um you know I was querying for like four or five years and I was like I just this sucks (laughs) you know (laughs) and um and I was I queried YA romance so Mm -hmm. I was an RWA Mm-hmm. Romance Writers of America. And I went to my first conference because I felt super duper alone. And then after that, I said, after I went to the conference and really saw my people, I said, you know what? Let me just pivot a tiny bit. I was falling in love with all of these new adult romances yeah. um, that yeah. were indie published. Mm-hmm. And so I tried my hand at that and an agent, um, you know, pinged on my uh, query or my pitches in in one of the pitch, um, one of those pitch contests on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And she asked, Are you willing to age this up a tiny bit to early 20s? I was like, you know what? Yes. <laughs> by then I was like, let's just do it. Let's just do it. it yeah. Um and so um and uh she r- decided to represent me after I made that quick change mm-hmm. and um sold my book and she sold my book in, in three months. Oh wow. That, wow that started my journey and and I really realized I realized in this whole, you know, path that you can change your mind at any time, Mm -hmm. because after writing romance, contemporary romance for three books, you know, my editor was like, Hey, I have this opportunity. Would you want to, um, redo this proposal? So it's contemporary fiction. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes, why not? (laughs) So instead of each sister having their own romance, Mm -hmm. why not put all sisters in Mm -hmm. one book? And it's a sister book. And I thought, I found that so compelling. And I said, Mm -hmm. you know what, let's, let's take that risk. Mm -hmm. And that kind of set me forth in my contemporary fiction path. Mm -hmm. And after three books of contemporary fiction, after three years, um, I was given an opportunity once more to write romance for a different publisher. And I was Mm -hmm. like, Let's go. Yeah. Let's do this. And then the YA romance came around. Oh, yeah. Um, and so this last year in 2021, I had a contemporary fiction in April mm-hmm. um, published and then contemporary romance in August and then the YA in October. So it's just how publication schedules roll out. Mm-hmm. Um, but each book and each genre or category has really stretched me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's mm-hmm. it keeps me excited mm-hmm. about... The things that I can do, it's like, wow, I don't feel stuck in a corner. um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like, okay, I can take risks. I can Mm -hmm. do this. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. It kind of, I feel, I really feel that
0: because I've kind of seen that in my own career recently. I've been trying mm-hmm. to do young adult. I'm passionate about it, but I just got a contract for romantic suspense. I'm like, oh, oh yes. okay, it's, it's <laughs> so yeah. different. Yeah, yeah like, okay, yeah. let's take that chance. And yeah. I, I've really realized like, oh, my career looks very much different than I thought yeah. it would. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I want the challenge. Like, let's let's go. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I love and it. I think what there are concepts, consequences to these things. There is such a thing as audience and mm-hmm. expectation. Um, and I can talk another whole a million years on that because mm-hmm. I feel like for every pivot, I am experiencing both the joy of meeting new audiences, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I know that there are, there's a, a section of my audience that is like, what is going on? Right. Like, yeah. What is this? <laughs> so and that is just like branding. That's the business mm-hmm. part of it. But in terms of the creative part of my life, I feel really fulfilled. Like now I'm looking at stories in so many different Mm -hmm. ways. So I feel like as long as I have the heart of my story there, that I can make it into whatever genre is net or Mm -hmm. category or age group Mm -hmm. is needed because I'm finding out that I'm taking old, the hearts of my old books Mm -hmm. that I didn't find a, um, you know, an agent for, and I'm actually transplanting them into the totally. stories today. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, while wow, I'm, I'm taking these hopes and dreams and I'm just kind of repackaging them mm-hmm. and it's okay. Yeah. You know? I love yeah. that. That's All right. Awesome.
0: Well, let's talk about the yeah. holiday switch, <laughs> <laughs> which we're, I, I think Kristen's pretty much done with it. I am several chapters in and I'm loving it. It's so okay. fun. So fun. <laughs> uh,
1: thank so you. fun. Yeah.
2: Can you tell our listeners a little bit about it? Yeah, so The Holiday Switch is a paperback original with Underlined, which is um, with Random House. And it is a young adult. uh, So that's a teen holiday book. And it's about Lila Santos. And she's a senior in high school. It's her last winter before she goes off to college. And she is earning her coins to be able to pay for college. She has her sights set on Syracuse University. And she has a goal to work full time in the summer. Um, but when she approaches her boss, um, Mrs. Velasco, who is the proprietor of the Bookworm Inn, which is this fantastic inn in mm-hmm. the fictional town of Holly, New York, um, what happens is she tells she tells Lila that her nephew, Teddy, already has applied for a position that is going to take up those hours. So she's Lila very upset about this and she meets Teddy. She finds out she has to train Teddy. And in one afternoon, but in one afternoon, they accidentally switched phones and they realized that they are both keeping secrets and that they have more in common than she had expected.
0: It is so fun. Love it. Fun. <laughs> love it. <laughs> I love those little like, ooh, what's going to happen?
2: <laughs> I just, yeah. uh, I just enjoyed writing this book. I wrote this book. So it was published in October of this year. And I started working on it, um, September of last year. And, but the edits went right into the beginning of the holidays. And so at the same time, while I was writing this book, like the decorations were coming up and Aww. I just threw myself into this book. I was like, you know what, we're going to make this We're gonna, because our family loves puns. I mean, we're just a <laughs> pun family. Um, and you know, with my, all my kids, they're just hilarious. And I just threw everything I could think of. And then my son who is a climber because Teddy's a climber. My, um, my oldest son, he's 20 and he is an avid climber. And, um, so he's like, mom, no, that's wrong. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so let me correct that for you. <laughs> so it was wonderful. Cause it was in the middle of the pandemic, everybody was home. I have my co- kids home from college. Um, so we were stuck and, um, they kind of, they really helped me out with this book. They, um, you know, it, it, because I was surrounded by them, you know, and oh, yeah. their banter. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so it was fun. Oh, so fun.
1: So one of the things that we love about the holiday switch, there's a lot, but one of the things is that we love the little bookworm and gift shop that Lila worked in. Yeah. Have you ever worked in a gift shop, like the bookshop in that we see in the holiday switch? No, I have never
2: right. worked in that kind of bookshop. However, so I just, you know, we're an okay. RV family. And we drive everywhere, right? Because that's just the way to travel with a big family. Mm -hmm. And we went to the house of um, a Christmas story. Okay. Um, Where the Christmas story is shot, you know? So it had like the leg lamp on the window, right? (laughs) It is like, and it's in a really like obscure neighborhood. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a shock because you think if you're coming to this mass, this super famous house that like they have parking all set out right and then yeah, they yeah. have like flags and yeah. here you know but it wasn't it was just like <laughs> one smack in the middle of a neighborhood and <laughs> I was like oh my gosh we cannot park our RV right <laughs> here and so at, and I'm sure the neighbors are like, oh my goodness, yeah. That's another thing, right? Yeah. But there was a gift shop right next door and it was oh, all man. about the movie. Okay. Um, and I had already was thinking, I was already thinking of a holiday book. So that really solidified it that, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, this inn has to be the center of attention mm-hmm. um, in this town. And and so I I really leaned into that Um but you know, I've, I've done my work in retail and I know exactly how right? goes. Yes. I worked in a video store and everything had to be alphabetized for me. And, and people were just like putting things out of place. <laughs> and I'm like, Spray okay. after left.
0: all right so this was a question that i had i'm throwing these yeah. out of order but uh, lila is very type a and teddy is not so our question which i think you just answered was who yeah. do you identify closest yeah. with yeah. <laughs>
2: absolutely it's it's very bad it's you know and and it's the same flaws it, it what makes it what makes a person great also is a thing that i'll take them down okay. you know so when you're yeah. a type a person right perfectionism yeah. can really rear its ugly head um or it's just that you can't think past that correct thing that you have to do mm-hmm. when when actually teddy has way more suggestions and they're great suggestions yeah um and Teddy is a little type age, but just not for the same things that Lila right. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has his own passion. And there's like one scene where you know, he takes control of the room and she's like, wow, I like that. And then she's like, but why, why doesn't he do that at the end? You know? So mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's a thing, the thing that she likes about him also like <laughs> yeah. her. So
0: I love it. I love it. Um, so we noticed that book blogging features pretty predominantly in the book. Mm-hmm. And I saw in your bio that you were or are, yeah. I'm not sure if it's still going, but a book blogger. So tell us a little bit about that. What did you learn from your own experience? his blogging that transitioned to the book?
2: Yeah, I think for Lila, and I think partly for me, it took me a long time to admit to anybody that I was writing, I was blogging. This Mm -hmm. was back in the early 2000s. -hmm. And for Lila, because she's so tightly wound, like she needed a way to express herself. And so this blog was really her way of just working through her own emotions, Mm -hmm. but through books, which Mm -hmm. we find right at book clubs Mm -hmm. and things like that, or you talk about books, but you're really expressing your own feelings about a specific topic. Mm -hmm. So it was important to me that she had something that was a little bit more private. And I didn't believe that for Lila, that socials was for her, you Mm -hmm. know, because she had so much to say. Mm -hmm. Um, and and I know that there's less blogs now, or I'm sure there's a million blogs, but in terms of right. the kind of organic blogs that there used mm-hmm. to be, mm-hmm. um, that I wanted her to, to have something just for herself. And so blogging seems like the safest place for her where no one could really find out who she is, mm-hmm. because that was a safe space for me as well. For a long time, I, I blogged um, without anybody really knowing who I am. And mm-hmm. it was only after I blogged almost 10 years that my mom actually found out that I had a blog and she read really? all of my yeah. things Oh wow! and then she said you know what you should write a book and I was Uh-oh. like you didn't tell me that when I was a <laughs> young girl but that's yeah. okay because yeah. they're they're not really into um, me being an author mm-hmm. you know I was a nurse before mm-hmm. so um but yeah. you know it's but it did capture like if before I did notice that my writing changed after mm-hmm. I found out people knew who I was in my blog. Yeah. Before then though, I was just so, you know, I would cut out a, you know, I would knit or I would quilt a square and I would like wax poetic on this one, <laughs> one square, one log <laughs> yeah. cabin. But yeah. then I'm really like telling everybody or the world, my woes, you know yeah. what I mean? We're yeah. like 500 500- <laughs> Because that was just the way, you know, that was just the way you (laughs) expressed yourself.
1: So yeah, yeah. (laughs) absolutely. In your acknowledgments, you mentioned that your parents and how they always made Christmas so special. What are some ways that they made it special and what are your favorite holiday traditions?
2: Yeah, my, my parents were so great in a way because no matter how much money we did or didn't have, like they they made the time about us more mm-hmm. than it was about presence. It was, it's mm-hmm. something that today I'm, I'm trying to do for my own family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard, right? Because mm-hmm. I want to give my right. kids everything. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah. And I get excited um, <laughs> buying things for them too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but um, for my, for my family, like it, it was the, it was the focus um, of, reminding us over and over that it wasn't mm-hmm. about presents or things, but it was just us spending time. But like so many of the traditions that I showed in the switch um we did at home. So we went, we go to mass Christmas Eve mass, and then we come back mm-hmm. and we have Noche Buena, mm-hmm. which is a meal. Um, and there were times that we would go to midnight mass and come back at one in the morning and have Noche Buena then. Oh, neat. And yeah. then we'd open, you know, special presents the night before just to kind of tide it over before quote Santa would come. Right. Um, right. If we call it Santa and my, with me and my kids, but with my family uh, when I grew up, he was Saint Nick. Mm-hmm. And then we would wake up and then we would open the rest of the presents, mm-hmm. and you know we would just eat all day. But there's a thing there about leftover Christmas, which is something that I do today. I even do leftover Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. I try That's to fun. keep the I try to keep the, the actual day sacred mm-hmm. to. Really, just us because we're mm-hmm. a big family. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then the next day we have leftover Christmas or le- leftover Thanksgiving. Everybody repurposes. Like folks who come will mm-hmm. repurpose their their meal. Their leftovers, and then we'll have like a brand new meal.
0: Oh, fun. Um, fun.
1: And that's oh, when
2: everybody can come
1: over. I love over. that. Oh,
0: that's great. Yeah. That's a really great way to handle it, especially if you yeah. have a very large family. I have a very small yeah. family.
1: So, yeah, it's like, well, I, this I'm is the, us. I have the large family. Yeah. And it gets chaotic. Yes. And like it's so.
2: hard to get dressed like yeah. during the day of. I'm like, I just want to stay in yeah. my pajamas. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't right. <laughs>
2: I mean, you can see. Do you see that the tree? One of our trees are up. Oh yeah. So, oh, so usually usually, um, of course, people can't see, but we have I have a tree behind me. Usually, we wait until after Thanksgiving to put up our trees mm-hmm. and and decorations. But my youngest daughter this year was like, "No, it's been the pandemic," you know. Like <laughs> yeah. oh, she's yeah. eleven, you know. She's like, "Mom, I need this. and She yeah. convinced she convinced her dad. To bring up all the decorations two weeks ago wow, oh, wow. and slowly but surely she's yeah. putting, she's the one because i'm under deadline right so she's putting yeah. the trees together she convinced dad to get more lights oh, i mean yeah it's, oh that's so fun yeah she's like i'm gonna that's Lila right there. She's gonna get <laughs> yeah. charge. I, I love care. it. I love
0: it. That is so great. Well, speaking of busyness of Christmas, um, especially because we love to talk a little bit about um authors going from the blank page kind of to their careers, mm. which you've already talked about. Um, but mm. Christmas is such a busy, kind of chaotic time, especially if you have a large family. Do you find mm. that you make time to write, or is that something that just comes off your plate during the holidays? Um, how does that happen for you? I guess
2: <laughs> I I work throughout the mm-hmm. whole. I worked throughout through last Christmas. I probably mm-hmm. took Christmas Day off, um, but I worked almost every day. I mm-hmm. you know I don't. This is the thing. Like it, it's hard to explain. But um, I've always. I don't consider. I consider it work. I take it very very seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also don't consider it work in a sense that it is ingrained in my everyday.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, what if I were to take a break, it's for the admin mm-hmm. and the social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are actually the things that cause me the most um like emotional investment in terms mm-hmm. of because I have to really put myself out there mm-hmm. and um and it takes a lot more of me. Mm -hmm. I think, I don't know if it's an introvert trait, um, to have to email all the time and then social media, which I actually love connecting with readers, but just the act of it Mm -hmm. feels hard for me. Um, but in terms of the writing, if I could have a laptop on my lap, like every single day, I would be completely fine with it. Like, um, we're going to go on vacation for, um, for Thanksgiving. We're going to round up instead of the kids flying home, we're going to scoop them up and then head out, um, you know, somewhere remote for our our whole family. And I intend to bring my Mm -hmm. computer with me and I'm actually okay with that. I think it's the days when I don't write is when I actually am more stressed. So if I can get a thousand words, 2000 words in, I'm, Mm I'm actually, my day actually goes so well. Mm -hmm. If I just knock it out in the morning, then the rest of the day, I'm like, chilling out. So no, yeah. I understand yeah. that um, <laughs> it's relaxing. And I
0: can, I can identify too with that. Like I love social media. I'm on it yeah. all the time, but it yeah. does sometimes feel a little more like work. Um, yeah. not in a bad way, I, just, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to do it.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I think that because, um, I don't know, uh, to me, the actual writing is, is, is the best part. Uh so mm-hmm. to me that's and even even if it's edits, you know, mm-hmm. or or something for my editor or for the publisher, I'm I'm good with that. Um yeah, it's the rest, you know, it's making not. graphics, you know, yeah. oh you know, these things. <laughs> I'm
1: yeah.
2: like, oh God. <laughs> I have to do this thing. <laughs> I know. It's hard for me. I think maybe because that that's not my strongest traits mm. to you. <laughs> and I and I like um and I like I love Instagram actually, you know, so but yeah. it's a lot also. <laughs> It is. <laughs> well, we would love to know what's coming up next for you. Yeah. So I'm, I am, um, rocking and rolling. I'm so excited. I have two books coming out next year. They're both awesome. contemporary romances. So, um, in April, I'll have book two of the heart resort series. It's called know you by heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the arcs for that. So I'll be doing a TikTok for um, it today. Fun. And I am so excited. I saw it's the cover on your website. It, they're beautiful. I love those covers. It's mm-hmm. like a movie poster. I mm-hmm. think, you know, Montlake really did such a great job of, of giving the feeling and then like putting that title mm-hmm. so it's recognizable. So yeah, even definitely. if it's a small thumbnail, like you can see that title mm-hmm. really well. Um, and then um in the fall, it's book three of the Heart Resort series. And mm-hmm. I'm super, super excited for my project that's coming up in 2023. And that is um my reimagining of little women. And oh, yeah. that is that oh. is from Marmy's point of view. Mm-hmm. So to be able to write my version of, of Marmee. And, and Mm -hmm. for me in this book, Marmee has one wish, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Um, and to be able to reimagine that wish. And, um, it deals with a lot more like serious topics, Mm -hmm. like loss. Of course, Mm -hmm. if you know the little Women story, then we know Mm -hmm. who who she lost and, um, I won't spoil it for anybody (laughs) who hasn't read Little Women and, um, and, and her and how she processes it because, I feel like, you know, when I, I read and reread Little Women, and I miss out on what mm-hmm. Marmy felt. Mm-hmm. And these days, I feel like more Marmy than any other character yeah. than yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. that's neat. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, lots yeah. to
2: look forward to.
1: Yes. Well, before we wrap up our conversation, we're going to move into the lightning round. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know. It's so intimidating. Those just like (laughs) short answers. We writers don't like that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite holiday movie? Oh, the holiday, you know, that's that's with Jude Law. I just watched that. And actually when I was writing this book, I listened to the holiday soundtrack, um, the instrumental. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So good. And actually my daughter, my 16 year old daughter just watched that movie with me. And she's like, who's that cute guy, Jula, i right? yeah. like, this is what he looks like now. You know, yes. this is an older rom-com. Yes. Oh, yeah. dad. I'm like, yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> he's my age. Yeah. Oh, oh, man, that's
0: such a great movie. Oh, I, I can't wait to watch movie. it. So good. Yeah.
1: Now I want to go rewatch it. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite holiday song? Um,
2: I would have to say, Mariah carries uh, all I want for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is just so good. It's classic. Yeah.
1: Classic. It's yeah. a classic. <laughs> modern classic. Yeah, modern classic. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite holiday treat?
2: Oh, my goodness. That's easy. Okay. So, cinnamon rolls. I, mm-hmm. you know, do you guys read The Pioneer Woman Cook? Yeah. Um, the I Pioneer know. Who, Woman yeah, the blog? I know who it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. so she has a cinnamon roll recipe yes Mm. have you made it
1: oh yeah (laughs) you know how it makes like eight pans (laughs) yes Yes. I um one time I didn't realize that it made eight pans and my my husband my husband was um in law enforcement and I he had to work over Christmas or Thanksgiving it was one of the holidays so I was like okay we're gonna make we're gonna make cinnamon rolls so I doubled the (laughs) batch Oh, no. that's like 16 round pants yes yeah so we doubled the batch, and then um I was up almost all night both of us like trying to get these cinnamon rolls done because we didn't realize how much it made I think I burnt up my mixer oh, no. oh man it yes. is that that is a feat I have to say <laughs> oh my gosh
2: yeah yeah, I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's delicious that's the thing like I no matter how when I started making it years and years ago I was not an as of an experienced baker as I am yes. now and I still didn't ruin it back then yeah because it was so it was so easy oh that's great but yes like 16 bands, you had to give them away right yeah. Yes, and yeah that was that's like what three rounds
1: four rounds in the yeah, so, I mean, uh, there the oven? so many, so many. Like, you know, I didn't start until like seven or eight o'clock at night. Right. Kids. And so it was like two or three o'clock in the You're morning. you having some wine with the first batch. <laughs> just
0: got to get through it. Yeah,
1: yeah, just got to get through it at this point because it was like they had to be ready for it in the morning. And then I was just oh, like, wow. what do I do with everything? <laughs> Oh my i can't God. even imagine transporting all of them they're just carrying <laughs> oh Luckily, i did not have to i just like oh, that's helped true my husband get them into his car and then i'm just sure give them all their... away just give them yeah, away his office so is like <laughs> wow oh yes, yes. all of the guys were very happy that oh good oh <laughs> so, wow <laughs> um what is your favorite holiday book
2: you know this was i would have to say a christmas carol yeah. Um. I'm, I'm not a fan of the movie, but the book, mm-hmm. I love the yeah. book. The
1: book is yeah. great. Okay. So in the book, Lila and her friends have a Christmas bucket list. Oh yes. <laughs> what would be something that would be on your Christmas bucket list?
2: Oh my gosh. I would have to say, okay, mm-hmm. so this was a list of 10 things mm-hmm. and um, it was such a fun it was such a fun thing to make up this list. Oh, yeah. So this bucket list like range from, you know, a kiss on the bookworm end to like making in, making ornaments with mm-hmm. with Mrs. Claus. Um, mm-hmm. And it was like a combination of like all the lists that I've seen throughout my life. You know, like yeah. when you go to a new city, yeah. it's like yeah. top 10 things to do in Paris, top 10 things to yeah. do in the Outer Banks, you know, whatever. But I would have to say um, it's going down the 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 hill so there's this big hill where they you can get on to, on a toboggan yeah and you can just go down it's super duper steep I think I would want to do that because oh, I, I actually have never done that I'm a little scared <laughs> but I think that if I was I think if I was hanging on to somebody because yeah. I I've seen that where you know I've mm-hmm. gone to these um I went to a ski town or a ski resort where they have those super, super steep yeah. um, to go- tobogganing hills. Mm-hmm. I have never done that, but I would love to. It does seem like it would be fun. We
0: have something around here. It's called snowman hill and everybody brings their inner tubes and they just, it just make an afternoon out of it. And it's so fun, but nothing super steep
2: because I would probably be like, Oh, I don't know. (laughs) You get going fast enough. You just hit something, you fly. (laughs) That's the thing. And, and, you know, it's just, and looking down, you're so close. Yeah. we had this um we lived in in pennsylvania for a year because we're militaries to so move around and there was this we had a lot of snow that year it was a snow dump and we had this huge hill in the back of our house it's called um the dog bowl because it looked like a dog bowl I yeah. guess? Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know <laughs> i went down that dog bowl on just um a regular uh, i think everybody just took like cardboard or oh, whatever sure. and mm-hmm. and my butt hurt so bad like going down i'm like this is not for the week. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so great.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh now I think we should challenge all of our listeners to go make their own lists for this Christmas. <laughs> yes, yes,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. make your own list and then share it with yes, us. Yes,
0: let us know. will have all of those in the show notes. So fun. I love it. Well, Tiff, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can people find you online and where can they purchase your books?
2: Yeah. So my jumping off point is always my website. So it's tiffmarcello.com. Um, it has my newsletter in it um, as well, which I keep pretty, um, I, which I send out twice a month, once or twice a month. But um, in terms of socials, I am most often on Instagram and it's at tiffmarcello. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun.
1: Thanks for listening to exploring the blank page. If you're enjoying the show, we have a quick favor to ask. If you haven't yet, hit the subscribe button and left a rating and a review on iTunes. Please take a moment to do so. We love reading your reviews and it helps keep the algorithms happy. So new listeners can find the podcast as well. You can find us online at exploringtheblankpage.com and on Instagram at exploring the blank page podcast until next time, get creative, exploring the possibility of your blank page.